the Culture Guy Podcast. Welcome back to the first episode of September 2016. This time we'll talk about the upcoming conference, the annual conference of CETAR USA. Welcome back everybody to the first September episode of the Culture Guy podcast. Great to have you all back. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being true to this program. I really appreciate it. Without you, without listeners, I would be sending this out into the orbit with nobody listening. And obviously that's not the case. So your your participation has been noted um, and it has been great. I recently posted a little video on our Facebook feed that the stats for this podcast have been improving steadily. Your subscription numbers, your download numbers have been going up steadily month after month, week after week. So I'm really grateful for you tuning in, for you listening. Today we will talk about the upcoming annual conference of CETAR USA. And I have with me a gentleman who um, not only has been a participant himself, but he's also actively involved in the organization. CETAR is the Society for Intercultural Education, Training, and Research. And we're talking about the annual conference of their USA chapter. CETAR is obviously a global organization. And I have with me today Brett Perry, who himself is from Australia and lives in the United States. And he's a very active member. He's the director of communication and marketing for CETAR USA. And I asked him to share with you and with me and with all of us a little bit more about um, the role of the organization and how you can participate in the upcoming annual conference, which will be held in Tulsa, Oklahoma in November. All the details will be on the website. Just check the show notes and you will find lots and lots of information about the upcoming conference and how you can participate, how can you how you can sign up and how can you attend my session because I have the privilege to be presenting there as well. I will talk about the benefits of masterminding as a concept to enhance um, cultural cross-cultural competency. Um, I've written about this for the CETAR blog and um, I'll post the links on the show notes so I'm not going to retell the story here on this podcast but I would encourage you to take a look read that article that's going to be the basically the the foundation of the two-hour session that I will be holding at the CETAR USA annual conference. I look forward to meeting many of you there. I look forward to interacting with lots of other uh, people in the intercultural, cross-cultural field. And that's the main reason why I asked Brett Perry to come on this program to share with us how this works, 
and how you can become a part of it. All right. All right. So I'm here today with Brett Perry, the Director of Communication and Marketing for CETAR USA. Good day, Brett. Did I say that right? Good day. Yeah, you you said it right. You said it as good as can be expected. All right. <laughs> How you doing? How so, you doing, mate? I'm I'm doing splendid. Um, and as you could tell, um, this was my attempt at giving an Australian greeting. So how come an Aussie is the director of communication and marketing for CETAR USA? Well, it, it was a great honor bestowed upon me by uh, some very, very intelligent, if uninformed people that didn't know that I really wasn't sure what I was going to be able to do. But, uh, you know, so far I'm I'm getting through it and um, I'm enjoying it. My involvement with CETAR has been a wonderful part of my journey in this field. Well, and I have to admit, um, having not been involved with CETAR much at all so far, and I will be this year, um, it is mainly or in large parts because of your work. Um, you've, under your leadership, they've redone the website. You, you, CETAR has become much more active on social media with um, imagery and, and video clips and, and just more engaging interactive material that people like me picked up on. So kudos to you because, well, I guess you're doing something, right? Well, it, you know, I wish it was just me, but... <laughs> In fact, it's not. It's a it's a team of people. We have a wonderful team, including the whole board of CETA. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, it's just a great supportive network of people. And that's really one of the things that attracted me to CETA in the first place. Um, yes, I may have identified where there was some opportunities for increased invisibility through social media. And you and I share this passion for using social media as outreach and, uh, and connecting. It's actually how we connected with each other uh, originally. Um, but so just, a, I, I guess, a, a step back of those that are listening that we use this an acronym CETAR. Uh, CETAR is the Society for Intercultural Education, Training and Research. And it's a wonderful organization, actually global organization, that has different chapters around the world. And CETAR USA is obviously one of those. Uh, we have one in Europe and Brazil and Australia and all over the world, different different chapters. So, um, yeah, you know, we, we kind of uh, have uh, a great thriving organization with uh, some wonderful people from kind of all sorts of walks of life here in the U.S., uh, people that are involved in like what you and I do in intercultural training and facilitation but there's also a great deal of people from the academic world the business world whether it be in uh, HR roles or management roles that want to learn a little bit more about how intercultural concepts affect it, the, the way um, affects how they go about their day-to-day -day operations well, thank you for that clarification because this is, some, uh, this is something that I think many outsiders in this arena um, or people that are just uh, getting started in the intercultural field may, uh, may think or may assume when they hear there is a, a professional association that is catering to the, the specialists in the field. So this is not an echo chamber uh, for the ivory tower of academia, of intercultural studies. This is much more... Um, 
more than that, as you said, there there's the industry, there's, yes, academics, but there's the practitioners out there. So it's kind of a nexus of many avenues that would lead to our field, correct? Absolutely. And I guess I had that perception as well. And before I became uh, involved, uh, I really wasn't sure what the scope of their operations was. And I just happened to be a couple in 2014 going to be in Portland, Oregon at the same time as the conference that was going on in Portland uh, at that time. And it, I think it was September. And so I decided to just kind of turn up. And I also saw that they were asking for proposals, people to present. And I, you know, just like you host a podcast, I went along thinking that I'll, I'll tell people that I do a podcast perhaps, and that might be an idea. And um, so I just, I, I went there with a, just a, a sense of intrigue, wanting to find out what these people are about. And then what I found as I walked through those doors was just a, a great supportive network of people who just welcomed me with open arms. And of course, we did. I didn't have to explain to them what I did, <laughs> what, what, what it was I actually did. Everybody got it. Everybody knew. And they were there for the same thing, for the networking and the support, uh, ju just to just to kind of sit around and, and share ideas uh, as we go about doing what we do from uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. So the United States obviously is a huge territorial landmass and an organization like, like CETAR USA, um, do they have regional um, subgroups in which people can can meet uh, on, a, on a regular or semi-regular basis? Forgive me, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm playing the, the, the devil's advocate or the, the ignorant fool who's asking questions. So is, is there a more, more uh, local level to which the organization breaks down to? There has been historically a number of local chapters that have sprouted up and, and some have gone by the wayside over the history of CETAR USA. Uh, and, and so there, are, uh, there has been one in Chicago, but there is no longer one now. There's one in Florida that's actually still very active. Um, and and so they, but the main, I guess the main entry part of that most people find is the through the national organisation, and uh, often that leads to other people saying, well, I've got some people in my region, maybe I'll I'll form a group of my own. But uh, yeah, certainly the the, the wider national organisation is very accessible. It's very open and accessible. You can reach anybody uh, very easily. Yeah, and you meet once a year for the annual conference or are there other meetings throughout the year? Well, the main, uh, I, I guess one of our main events, and it is our main event, is the conference. And, and, and that happens every year, as you mentioned. And it, this year is, is going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it's uh, from November 9th to 12th. And it, it just kind of everybody's going to get together um, in, a, in a very supportive atmosphere there. Um, and we're going to have presentations. And the idea is that it's kind of member-driven. It's really driven by the participants. Um, to your point, there's no ivory tower people that are, that are involved. It's, it's everybody uh, is open to submit proposals and come and share what they've learnt, um, what they're doing, their ideas uh, with everybody else so that we can all kind of build up this, uh, this, this wonderful pot of knowledge and then put our ladles into it and draw from it. That's one of the things I guess that you and I have recognized about this industry. It's a, most people are very supportive and collaborative and this is where it really kind of manifests itself. 
in uh, a, a, an event like that. Yeah. Nice. And I have to admit, I was I was well almost almost caught off guard when when you and and two other people that I know are engaged with CETAR suggested to me, hey, why don't you submit a proposal? Um, I, I had never thought of it, and I thought this is this is something that a lot more experienced people in the field would do. And it reminded me of what one of my mentors told me a few years ago: is it's a simple concept. It's you learn, then you do, and then eventually you teach. So even though I might still be learning and still be honing my skills and expanding my skill set those things that I'm already rather proficient in, it's my responsibility to pass it on and teach it. So I'm, I'm honored that my proposal was accepted and I look forward to be presenting on, on what I've learned to, to the wider group and the CETAR organization. Well, yeah, I, I, it, you're a natural, I thought it'd be natural, you know, you're, you're visible on social media and you're visible online and for, through what you do. And I knew, I think in I'm glad to hear that other people recognized it as well, that it was just a great fit. And of course, your, uh, your subject that you're bringing to the conference is in essence about collaboration and sharing ideas and, supportive and supporting each other through uh, the, master, the idea of masterminding. Yeah, right? we, we talked about it, or I talked about it with other guests on this podcast before. So those of you who may have missed one of the episodes that we had recently, I will be talking about the power of masterminding to build cultural competence. Now, what else can people expect when they come to CETAR uh, annual conference in November? What, 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 what to expect in Tulsa? What to expect of the conference? Well, first of all, you can expect, as I said, a very welcoming and collaborative atmosphere. As soon as you turn up, you kind of get this sense that you're home. I, I haven't really had anybody go to this conference and say, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really think it was a fit. Because there's such a breadth of different people and the, the, from all kinds of walks of life that you can network with and, and share, uh, break bread with if you want. And, um, and so that's the first thing. I think that's the overarching thing. But, of course, it isn't, a, it isn't just kind of, um, you know, just all parties and beer and Skittles. Uh, we actually are there to do some work. And, um, and part of that is uh, just coming with an open mind and a sense of, uh, of, of needing to learn from those that are presenting and um, you know there's a lot of choices that you, you you have when you get there the program is very full uh, you're not going to get to see everything um, and but it's certainly just to come there with a, an open heart and an open mind of learning and of course the most of the sessions what I've found when I've attended most of the sessions is that they're not they're not lectures by any stretch of the imagination they're actually designed to be interactive and they depend on the feedback and the collaboration of the participants mm. uh, and that's what that's what really kind of I mean that's the nucleus of what I find is most valuable because uh, you know most of most of what I think um, these sessions, mm they get to towards the end and you can really see yourself, you know, two hours of a session goes by very, very quickly. And you find yourself, you know, I just wish I had more. Yeah. And, and so it's kind of infectious in that way. Yeah. So th this episode is, is uh, going live or has been live for those of you who are listening to the recording has been live since September 2016. So we're now about two months away from from the conference. At this point, 
what do people need to do in order to get registered? Um, where do they travel to? What is the hotel where it's held? What are some of the logistics you would recommend for first-time attendees or those who are still not signed up? Sure. So the conference is taking place, as we mentioned, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, the theme of the conference is, a, is something that's kind of, I guess, very relevant to today's atmosphere of, of both politics and, and global interaction. And that's, uh, uh, it, it's just a theme of exploring um, disconnection and how we experience that uh, between cultures. And, uh, and, and so that's not to say it's going to be, you know, a, a depressing <laughs> uh, theme, but it really is for us to then go and explore, you know, how can we as facilitators be agents of change to work with our clients and work with the people that we, we engage with on a day-to-day -day basis to bridge some of these gaps and bring some more understanding and therefore reducing fear. So the, the, the conference is really focused around doing that, taking place, as I said, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's the 16th annual conference. And to, you can go to seatarusa.org, um, S-I-E-T-A-R-U-S-A.org, and there is a, a, a tab there that says annual, annual conference. Now, there is an early bird special that's going to uh, finish in October, at the end of October, where you can get in at a reduced rate for the conference. And there's all kinds of things to help facilitate um, lowering costs like a roommate, uh, initiatives so you can team up with somebody you may never met I, I, I can tell you my personal experience last year um, I had uh, a roommate um, the, who, who I kind of was was paired with and the first when we first met in the room um, the first night uh, I was actually fairly tired and I guess he was he traveled from Mexico uh, Victor Vic, uh, Victor Gaza um, and we sat there for like four hours just talking about our experiences. <laughs> and it was like, man, you know, I wanted to get to sleep. And, and he said the same thing, you know. But we, we actually found kind of in each other a kindred spirits. And, and he, just spent, he just spent 16 years in China as a, as a Mexican, right? And he had all these stories. And, and, and this is what it's like. I should have known better, you know. I should have. <laughs> I mean, as good as it was, you know, I knew this was going to happen. Uh, it's just fun, you know. I, I, I could go on and on about different stories um, uh, about the different people I've met at this conference. So, does because, this mean yeah. that before you go to the conference, get some sleep because sleep will not be in abundance while you're there? <laughs> well, yeah. I, me personally, I find I can't, uh, I can't go to sleep. There's usually a group, the different breakout groups that kind of find themselves over a dinner table or, uh, you know, in fact, in a room. You know, we, we'll, there'll be. Uh, pop-up parties that'll take place in someone's room, you know, uh, and it, and and none of it is. Um, uh, it, it's just all very wonderful. Uh, it, it, the conversations are all the same, and I've met some wonderful people. And see, I, I know we're talking about Seattle, USA, but uh, last year, for example, we had Seattle, Poland, which was nice for me because you know I'm married to a Polish girl and I speak a little of the language, so they travelled from Poland to come here. To our conference. Oh, so there and, will be other other CETAR, uh delegations from around the world that may attend the session in Tulsa. Absolutely, absolutely. Nice. nice. You know, we had we had CETAR Japan. I had the ladies from CETAR Japan come over, and and they were wonderful. You know, 
and they presented. They they do presentations on 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 the Japanese culture, um, and so you you just find all these wonderful people from all over the world uh, that that come along. And of course, just the I, I guess the people that are in attendance, even if they are originally from the U.S., they all bring their stories about traveling, living, working with other cultures, and uh, it just it just makes for a wonderful atmosphere. Yeah. Nice, nice. So it's it's. As I said before, it's not just the quote-unquote experts in the field uh, shining their lights upon each other and, 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 and uh, showing off how competent they are as facilitators, trainers, coaches, whatnot. It's, they're also there to learn from each other. It, it's, not a, uh, it's not a show dog competition. Um, oh, yeah. uh, you're right there. <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking forward to this, and and for those of you who are still on the fence, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Brett. But there is a membership um, price, and then there is an attendance uh, fee for for non-members. So you do want to look at becoming a member of CETAR in order to take advantage of the reduced fee that you have as a active member. I will do just the same. So. CETARUSA.org um, uh, will have the link in the show notes. Go check it out. Make sure you register before the early bird um, deadline is up. Make sure you reserve your hotel, your travel, your whatever you need to get there, get her done, make it happen. And um, I look forward to interacting not only with you, Brett, but with many of those who are listening to this program and who will be there in Tulsa. I look forward to interacting with the community and learning from you, learning with you. Um, Brett, thank you so much for, for highlighting this for our audience. I look forward to talking to you again, not only in Tulsa, but on an upcoming episode here on the Culture Guy podcast, where I'm going to let you share a little bit more about your personal journey into this field and what made you the intercultural specialist that you are today. Well, it's, a, it's such an honor to be a guest here, Christian. It, it, it's a great podcast. It's one of the top ones I listen to. So thank you very much for all your great work. Well, thank you for listening and thank you for the endorsement. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to you again. And what's the proper way to say goodbye in Australian English? Hooroo. Say that again. <laughs> Hooroo. Hooroo. Well, so be Hooroo. it. Hooroo. <laughs> talk to you later. Hooroo. Thank you. Hooroo. <laughs> See you. See you, mate. <laughs> Brett Perry, the Director of Communication and Marketing for CETAR USA, sharing his insight about the upcoming conference in Tulsa, Oklahoma in November. So make sure to check out the show notes with all the links to the relevant topics that we talked about. Also, keep in mind there will be very, very important keynote speakers, very reputable people in the field as, um, for example, Dr. Shakti Butler. Um, and for those who are familiar with Native American history in the United States and their displacement by white immigration, um, there's a keynote that I'm looking forward to by Brenda Tonita Pipestem, who is... Um, with the Cherokee Indian Supreme Court. So this could be a very interesting topic to listen to. And there's gonna be uh, John, or also known as Jack Condon, one of the 
um, elders in the field that um, I especially look forward to listening to. And then there are the master workshops that you don't want to miss. Um, Dr. Livingston Thompson's going to talk. Jenna Bennett's going to be there holding a session. Shannon Murphy Robinson will do her piece. Amr Ahmed will be there. And Tiagi, some of those, some of you who are familiar with the gamification or the gaming role-playing experience in training and facilitation, you may know who Tiagi is. So lots of lots of good people there at the CETAR annual conference in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Again, all the links are on the website. Find it at theculturemastery.com forward slash blog. Look for us on Facebook, The Culture Guy. And of course, find me on Twitter, handles, everything in the show notes. You know the drill. And make sure you don't miss the deadline for the early bird special. It's kind of a mental note to myself. And if you're going to the CTR USA annual conference in November, please, please, please let me know. Send me an email, direct message, however you want to get in touch with me. I'd love to meet with you, sit down and get to know you face to face. And who knows, maybe record an interview for an upcoming podcast session. That would be terrific. So with that, listen to the beat as this episode ends and I will have a new episode for you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, always trust your process.